hear me live out there. Next beat. That ain't the beat I want. Those was wood. Another beat. Right another there. beat. Mm. Nope. Give me another beat. Give me another beat. Nope. That's not it. That's a beat. Turn it up. Oh, or turn it up. I gotta hear it a little louder. Can you make it up louder than my headphones? Turn me up in my headphones. I'm still stuck in the 80s slash 90s Lottos, kangaroo boots, natty ghosts Beelers, jumpsuits and troops Junos, color Levi's, broads, bunny sweaters With the rhinestone ring on it Fighting and making up the next day Nobody getting shot Working or hustling to get it A get guy We had love for the streets Our family, our foes, our friends Respect for the elderly Pager slash payphone Sneaking into Adam's theater Watching crush groove tougher than leather Out the gates, out the college pool To bank out cause you don't wanna get caught at mom's crib or at Vaughn's crib eating funny dinner with the fam church every Sunday 8 o'clock a.m. and even if I fell asleep in the back row or play sick no matter what man I still had to go 80s baby he's a DJ I'm the rapper he's a DJ I'm the rapper 80s baby he's a DJ I'm the rapper He's a DJ, hey, I'm a rapper. I'm a bike downtown the war. Never depended on moms or no one. I had to do it on my own. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for joining us tonight as we exit double digits of the X-Cast in webisode number 99. It's day 5,379 in the search for Tim Shevelday. I'm your host, Josh Hauslander. With me, as always, the man, the myth, the legend, the heart and soul of everything here at the Empire Media. Mr. Adam Hernandez. Sup, Adam? What's going on? Also with us tonight, this evening, not with us always, but with us tonight, are two members of Bill Grogan's GOAT. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> we got Matt and Jude here in studio with us. How are you guys doing? Doing Good. fantastic. Absolutely. Well, welcome to the X-Cast. Cool. Good to uh, on the X-Cast. Absolutely. Yeah, Good thanks to see for coming, guys. Uh, Good to see you guys again. <laughs> we, uh, we ran into each other at a little club uh, a couple weeks back, and... Um, Thought we'd uh, have these guys on the show. It's good stuff. But um, let's jump right into it. Sounds um, good. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do this. Um, Matt, Jude. Yes. Tell us tell us who you are, man. Tell us a little bit about the band. You know, tell tell the world a little bit. Uh, tell us about the band. Bill sure. Drogan's okay. Go. Uh, well, I'm, I'm Matt. Uh, this is the opening here. It's all I'm Jude. Uh, and Jude's in uh, the dark uh, t-shirt next to me. Uh, we're from the band Bill Drogan's Goat. We're a Celtic rock band. Broad stroke, you know, Celtic rock. Uh, we play rock and roll, guitars, bass, drums, loud. Uh, and then we throw in some mandolins, fiddles, bazooki. Bagpipes. Uh, whistles, uh, anything like that to kind of give it a, a little bit of the uh, Irish flair, or the Celtic flair, I should say. We play both kinds of music, Irish and Scottish. Cool. Yeah. And Danny Boy every now and then. <laughs> uh, are, are, you, are you guys Irish and or Scottish? Yes. You are? Okay. Yeah. Well, is, I mean, as Irish as, like, an American could be. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Is, is that a requirement to be in the band? Do you have to be no, of Irish no, descent? Yeah, no? No, no, no. no, Norman Rosenbaum is German. German. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right on. Yeah. In fact, we went on Mitch album all one time, and uh, uh, Mitch kept going, you have a Jew in the band? <laughs> Wait, do you have to have a Jew in an Irish band? <laughs> So wait a second, you guys did Mitch Album Show, and then you came and did this one? Well, we're stepping up, man. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, Mitch was good. I just brought you guys water. I should have brought something else. <laughs> yeah. God, did, did we, yeah, do we have champagne in the mini fridge? So who's, who's, the, uh, who's the guy who does the early show on 760? Because usually on St. Patrick's Day, we yes. do his thing. Um, oh, he's been doing it for like decades. Him. 
Oh, but he always brings like corned beef. He always gets corned beef yep. sandwiches, sliders, and things all like kinds that. Of good okay. food. Yeah. Seven sixty in the morning. Who is? Yeah. I don't. I don't listen to seven sixty in the morning. At curly hair. Oh okay. God! Is he? Did he die recently? Uh, no, no, I just no, talked no, to no, him. Yeah. Oh, you did? Sorry. <laughs> No, it was not J.P. McCarthy. Now, that's who I was thinking about. <laughs> no. That's who I was thinking about. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Thank you. He yeah. died in like the 90s. Oh, did he die in the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> so, so, yeah, so we're, uh, we, do, we do Celtic uh, rock. That's uh, the broad stroke of the, of the genre. But, you know, there's tons of uh, different variations on that stuff. So uh, we try to take it to, I don't know, to, a, to a, find our own little niche with it. Um right. Uh, we've got uh, uh, musicians in our group that have uh, grown up like doing prog stuff. Huge King Crimson fans, or um, or old uh, punk rock from the old 80s. Genesis fans, and yeah, things like that. Peter cool. Gabriel kind of stuff. Uh, uh, our bagpiper fiddler uh, is a, a traditional. I mean, he really likes the uh, I don't know the ballads. You know the uh, cool. Yeah. Th- th- tell us, tell us the other members of the band. All right, so we've got um, uh, Gerard Smith. Who's our mandolin, bazooki, uh, balron, uh, second guitar, and uh, half lead vocalist? Okay. We've got like two lead vocalists, right. and they swap off. So that's, uh, yep. And then we've got Mindy uh, Whalen, who is our fiddle, uh, bagpipe, tin whistle vocalist, right? Yep. So she does the other half of the stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, on so- and then Norman uh, Rosenbaum, who is, yeah. plays. Pretty much exclusively guitar. Okay. Yep. And then Jude on the uh, drums uh, in the background, complaining that everybody's blocking him. <laughs> right, right, yeah. The curmudgeon. I'm the one that you don't see when you come to the show. He's like, I don't need to really have a microphone to talk. No one can see me. I'm just a voice floating yeah. out there. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, stop bitching. Anyways, it's uh, not too bad. And Matt, you are the bass player. Oh uh, yeah, correct. I, I, you know, I drive the van. <laughs> I saw you doing some vocals though yeah. too the other once night. in a while. You know, when their voices are shy. We don't allow that very often. <laughs> no. You know what? You know what? I don't. I don't blame you. I think. I think drummers get a bad rap. I mean, totally. you know, they. You know, they get pushed in the back, and it's. You know, I mean, a, a band is lifeless without the drummer, right? Absolutely. I mean, it's he's yeah. sitting on his butt the entire show and complains about his feet. <laughs> well, you got the bass, to, you know, the yeah, bass drum work, and everything man. too. No, there's a lot, a lot, of, a lot, a lot of pounding going on. <laughs> So look, I'm 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 with you, man, and right, I and right. look, I I played I played bass in a band before too. So okay. you know, I think I think the bass player, and I'm not and I'm not just saying this to you know to you know to, to kiss your guys' ass or anything, but it seems like the bass player and the drummer are the most underappreciated parts of a uh, of a band. Am I, am I right? It's the van driver. <laughs> That's it. Well, if you didn't have the van driver, you wouldn't be able to get the gigs, yeah, right? But you, you're going to walk with your guitar and your drum kit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's some, there's some, lots of instruments to, in, in this band too. So bass players do get a bad rap too, though. They, they, they I've noticed that's like have been a, a stream of jokes lately oh, yeah. about their. You, you know why? You know why that? You know why that is? Is it's because you can't, you you can't initially hear the bass player. I mean, you've you've got to if you've got to really listen to the music to get to pick out the bass. You don't well, realize you, that you're you always here. If you hear the bass line, then um, they're playing too high up on the neck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I can always tell if I'm doing it right if I'm loud enough. It's like 
if the people's butts are shaking. <laughs> like, if they're just sitting there going, oh, I appreciate this. No, it's not turn the face up a little louder. You see them doing a little bit of that, you know. Then it's like, all right, all right, then we're, we're talking about it. More kick, dude, more kick. More so what's, kick. What, what's the difference? What's the difference? Because I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm not, I'm not, I, I don't know a whole lot about the Celtic rock or the Irish rock. See, what's the difference between Celtic rock and Irish rock? Is there a difference? No, not really. We are our, our, our Celtic. The Celtic. There's lots of different Celtic kind of music. There's Irish. There's Scottish. Okay. Cape Breton. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's Brittany from France, and there's different Celtic regions. And the music from these different regions is all similar in in some aspects and different in other aspects. We focus primarily on the Irish. We do some Scottish. We have some Cape Breton tunes. We, you know, we, we try to cover all of that stuff. So it's just an umbrella it's genre. An umbrella thing, right? An umbrella genre. The Celtic okay. is more of the umbrella. Irish is a piece. Okay. Of yeah. I mean, if you like, listen to the Pogues, they would say that's you know just Irish rock kind of stuff. Yeah. Right? If you listen to Plugma, they go that's kind of like Irish influenced rock. We call it Celtic because we do. Uh, as my nod to um, um, the Blues Brothers, we do both kinds of music. <laughs> <Irish and> <laughs> Is that's kind of unusual though, right? To to have uh, both like that. I mean, isn't that almost kind of like a rivalry in some things, like the Celtic versus the Irish, or no? Not in, I, not, no. in the, not in the musical side of things. Oh, okay. I wouldn't say. Well, I mean, they're they're two very distinct styles. Yeah, definitely. Um, uh, but. I mean, then you're like getting into like subgenres where you're gonna have them like, yeah, well, this is dark metal. That's black metal. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I don't care. Uh, but, but like when you uh, listen to like you know the melodies that come out of like the, the Scottish music, I tend to think those are more complex. Okay. You know, um, then so they have more in common than they don't have in common. Do oh yeah. Mean? Okay. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Do you guys want to know the difference between dark or death metal and black metal? (laughs) (laughs) I can tell you right now. It's real real easy. Death metal is American. Black metal is European. That's basically the only big difference. Okay. Really? Yes. I don't know that. I told you that before. Yeah, I don't listen. Is it made by Europeans? I mean, who makes it or who produces it or? Typically, black metal is, it, it originated from Europe. Okay. And I'm talking like Norway, Finland. Okay. Germany stuff like that, and they, you know, they really have a, a a big problem right now with. It's called national socialist black metal, um, Nazi black metal. That, that that's a that's a big that's a big problem right now in the uh, okay in, in the genre. Um, in fact, there was that you you hear that that about that uh, that ring of church burnings in the south right that was done by a a, a kid who was listening to black metal and okay so they're they, they're, they definitely don't have those on on mitch album's show no they uh, do not okay. they do not but we are, we are not black metal or nazi metal yeah. i just i just you know one no. all right I'm passing okay. that along yeah. that's okay. it <laughs> Yeah, so uh, yeah, they they do Scottish and Irish. So the only thing they don't like is British people. Ah. <laughs> I like fish and chips. Oh, that's good. That's, that's some good stuff. Uh, those those are often like the jokes that I'll I'll tell like while we're playing. You know, uh, like when Mitty breaks out the bagpipes and someone goes to the bathroom, I go, "Oh, he must be English." <laughs> you know. Uh, but there was a, there was a fellow one time at one of our shows. And he was at the Loving Touch, uh, and uh, he came out and later had a sign. You know, bought a disc and had a sign. He's like. Even though you told that joke, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's true though. My my wife went to my wife went to Ireland. Mm-hmm. Oh, she she went to uh, London. They took a plane over to Ireland just for like a day trip, and uh, she's talking to the cab driver. And yeah, there is a little bit of animosity between the uh, 
the Irish and the uh, and the British over there. Oh, so, oh definitely. Yeah. No, no, my cousin just went there last year, and she um she went into a bar, and she's like, you know, starts talking, sits down, and she's like, they're like, oh, you're American, you you want a Budweiser? We got it on tap. She's like, no, no, I'm you know, you know, I'm in I'm in England. She's like, give me a pint of Guinness, and he's like. We make that for the Irish people. You want, you want, <laughs> <laughs> like, you, you want a real beer? So wait, she was like, oh, I thought you guys drank that here. She's like, Tuh. were they treated worse than Ohio fans up in there? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't think it's as bad as, yeah, when you go to Ohio State game and you have to rent a car. <laughs> you got your Michigan plates, you're going to have, have four flat tires when you yeah. come out. Yeah, I'll give you three wheels. <laughs> so you guys, I, how does, how did, how is the scene here? I mean, because you guys guys are pretty i mean it seems like you guys are a pretty original band for the area i mean is there a lot of other celtic rock there, bands in the there's, area there's a good, uh, good celtic there, rock scene in detroit is yeah. there? there's a lot of a lot of bands play either celtic rock or just irish or scottish music uh-huh. you know in the pub or in a bar okay yeah, but huge around yeah, st patrick's it's, day it's too, not a right? giant scene <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. but it, but there's, there's, there's a good there's a good irish music community here in detroit what are some of the uh what are some of your favorite venues around the area that uh that you guys like to play or have played um well we're from ferndale so we we like to play the ferndale houses we play the magic bag that's mm-hmm. that's a great stage yeah we cool played place. in the loving touch mm-hmm. that's a really nice place we played otis supply which was uh just uh, it's a, have you been to the otis supply place nice wood uh Got the incandescent lights. It's just okay. it's really kind of kind of cool vibe to it. They went the extra mile, and uh, when we, we did a show there, uh, they changed the drink menu so that the, they had specialty <laughs> drinks that were named after our tracks songs. off of our yeah. off our album. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was yeah, just like you know, cool. like kind of looking what you got there. And it's like we got the Danny Boy or whatever, <laughs> or whatever they were. You know, I don't remember. Very but, cool. Yeah, it was just you know, it was like that extra little touch that was sweet. Uh, we did um, one of the coolest ones. Cool things to do was um, what's what's the festival um, at Wayne State? Oh, Dally in the Alley. Dally in the Alley. Uh, three years ago. Yeah, it's about three years ago. ago. Uh, we got invited to play Dally in the Alley. Uh, I think we we hit the stage at eight forty five. Yep. And um, we play, followed up the St. Gabriel Brass Band, which was just I mean, yeah, big, fun. you know, like cool. New Orleans Street kind of brass band. They were just rocking out the whole crowd. Was having a great time. <laughs> I was like holy junk, twelve piece brass band. We got to follow that. <laughs> <laughs> But the but the the sun's just starting to go down, and uh, so the stage lights actually mean something now. And uh, uh, when we hit our first number, you know, I'm like, of course, on the bass, you know, it's like, in the, and Pox and the crowd start jumping. It was just phenomenal. I mean, like, it was like two thousand kids, you, have, you know, waiting cool. students out in the streets, you know, because Dallin Alley's a fun, uh, sure, you know, yeah, day. Uh, just jamming to our. Celtic stuff, rock yeah. music, and we play songs that are like two hundred years old. Uh-huh. You know, three hundred years old. <laughs> That's awesome. All the hits of the seventeen nineties. So <laughs> is it? So I mean, I, maybe not just from your guys' standpoint, but what is the? What would you say is the most difficult thing about going in, 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 in playing a show? Is it? Is it worrying about who you're going to be following up? Is it? Uh, is it the venue itself? You know, is there going to be a lot of people here to see us play? Um, are people going to be able to relate to our music because we are? You know, I don't want to say a different genre, but um, it's it's not. You know, it's not your typical alternative, and um, you know, you guys you guys do have punk rock influences. But if somebody's coming to see a punk rock show, um, you know, and there's there's Irish and, and Celtic aspects to mm-hmm. it. So, what would you guys say is the biggest? worry for you when you go and you play a, a a show at a at a venue whatever i think it's just like like you just said it's 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 
getting the audience to to relate to the music, you know, mm -hmm. and, and to to keep the music fresh for because that Matt said the two hundred year old songs. We got yeah. to take these songs and we got to redo them and and make them fresh for today's audience. That's that's the that's, that's probably our biggest challenge. Okay, um, getting butts in there. Yeah, yeah biggest challenge. Get people to come is, uh, is always you know, a challenge because that's it's always work, right? Uh, you know, like artists like to do art, and then they go, uh, "People should just appreciate my art," and it's like, well, you know, no, <laughs> you, you got to take it, you got to put it out there, and you got to yeah. say, "No, come here," and let me mm -hmm. give you a reason to come here, and I want to make sure when you come here that you feel better when you leave, you know? Yeah. So like, uh, there's a whole thing of like get them in the door, you know, and then make it, you know, awesome, fun, super sweet. So they stay know. in the door. Yeah, you know, and then um, they'll come back another time. Yeah, exactly. You know, right. um, so yeah, there's the whole bit of like you know you, you try to connect, mm -hmm. right? Right. Uh, uh, then how do we take this this music that we all that we know and we love, and then make it into something that that people now can connect with? Yeah, yeah. The, you know, like maybe they're gonna take the beat. Maybe they're gonna take the whole performance or the whole, or the whole show. Or you know, uh, um, if you're lucky enough, you may be able to like emotionally connect with somebody. Um, through like, cause some of these songs are like, the yeah, Irish don't have a whole lot of happy songs. <laughs> you know? It's well, not a happy history. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, was it sad loves and happy wars? <laughs> yeah, that's the way Irish music is. So, uh, yeah, there's, so getting people in is always a, a thing. Um, and that's where, you know, uh, the, the hard work kind of stuff. Yeah. You guys mentioned you played the Magic Bag. That's one of my favorite venues, and not even just in front in this whole area and the whole Detroit area. Yeah. I absolutely love that place. Mm -hmm. um, I saw you guys at the Phoenix Five Ten, which was not a place I had ever been to before. Yeah. Got any got any thoughts on that place? Uh, we've never been there either, but it was. Uh, I like I liked it as as a stage. Unfortunately, that 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 was one where we had a hard time getting people to come in, as as you recall. Yeah, yeah. Um, there wasn't a ton of people no, there, and but, there were some good bands. Yeah, the music that night was was good yeah uh but to, you know in, in terms of a, a stage it was it was a nice stage had a, a good sound there mm -hmm. you know, it was a pretty pretty nice place i think i think it could, it could be you know it could be a pretty nice place just, yeah unfortunately there was i don't think anybody knew about that show we we tried to advertise it it was an out-of-town band who came in nobody knew who they were right right uh, that, which that's who i was actually there to see was, was so X-Ray Mary. Somebody knew who they were. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I was there to see right. X-Ray Mary, the because band that he, went on after you, because yeah. I know these the guys from... The player was like uh, Gamey Buddy or something, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah I right. mentioned uh, before uh, before we went on air that, you know, we were telling them about how we were connected to the competitive gaming scene. And yeah, their, uh, their bass player, Josh Bollinger, used to uh, host an event down in Iowa that I used to... Um, go cover for mm -hmm. a different podcast uh, called the Grassroots Gaming Expo. Real cool little event down there. So I was there to see him, and I was just like, man, this is like, there's some good bands here tonight. But, oh, yeah. you know, but they just, I had, and I've lived in this area my whole life. I'd never heard of that place. I'm like, man, the, like not, I'm it's, not blaming the bands one bit. I need, like, this place needs to, you know, well, it's, put it's the both. word out. It's yeah. both, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you don't want to play for nobody mm -hmm. uh and uh if you have a venue you don't want nobody in there sure <laughs> right so um you know it's it's a very it needs to be uh, collaborative and that's typically the way yeah so uh like when we did the the magic bag show i mean that was um uh we've done a couple there uh, but that's always like a whole bunch of like hard work of like let's sure mm -hmm. you know um <laughs> get on the street and pre-sell tickets sure you know um, let's, uh, got to beat it down. <laughs> and, you know, it's all the stuff rolling up. So we got one coming up, 
We're going to do one in uh, October. October. Yeah, October 25th. How often do you guys like to... Love and Touch. How often do you guys like to get out and do gigs? We try to do gigs once a month. Okay. If uh, if we can't do that, then once a quarter at least. We, You know, at St. Patrick's Day, we'll play for the month the month before St. Patrick's Day, or the three weeks before St. Patrick's Day, we'll play a whole year's worth of, of gigs, well, eight or nine gigs in that three-week period. Wow. And then the rest of the year, we try to play, you know, if we could play once a month, that'd be great. If not, maybe once a quarter. Now, how does that, how does, how does that tie into, um, to composing new music? I mean, do you guys usually like to do a few more shows after you get some new music down or you guys just compile it? Cause you, you guys did bring in some music today. You have three different albums um, yep. that you brought in. Uh, what, what are they here? We've got uh, your self titled second wind and third eye, That's which we, yeah, which we'll be playing here. We'll be playing a couple of titles here um, shortly, but uh, do you guys, I mean, when you compose music, do you, do you guys tend to do more shows after you get something new out just so you can promote it more or no, promote the album more? The, the process is kind of like a continuously ongoing thing. We work on new songs in rehearsal and, and we, do, we do shows when they come up. So okay. it's, it's, we, don't, we don't work on a, a big block of songs and then go out and, and play those songs. We just when we, when we get one to a point where it's like, okay, that one's ready to go, we can take that to the stage, we'll take it to the stage. Okay. So we add, we add them, you know, just continuously adding on. How, uh, how long does it usually take you guys to compile new music <laughs> boy some some of these take a long time they yeah. take a long time uh, some are pretty quick we, we have a song that that matt wrote uh three four years ago mm-hmm. how long ago four years ago now uh sure. man yeah that, that we <laughs> just in the past just in the past two months got it stage ready we haven't okay. put it out yet but I, but i think it's ready now would you say that's probably the hardest thing about being in a band is is oh, just trying yeah. to yeah. come up with something that you think people will absolutely enjoy. and and uh you know we, we have a little bit of an advantage because most of the songs that we play are they're already songs mm-hmm. so we're we're rearranging those songs but we very seriously rearrange these songs there you know they're they're almost yeah, no. new songs completely but we do have at least a sure. bit but we do have some original stuff now and that's that's a little bit more work but that's it does take quite Quite but still, I mean, like you, I mean, like we we're saying earlier, you still have to make it so it's appealing mm-hmm. to people. I mean, it's going to be hard to get people to come out to hear old Irish folk right. songs as yeah. they were when they were first, you know, composed. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, that's not going to that's not going to work for a lot of people. They've got. No, a, it certainly wouldn't work in the kind of places that we, you know, absolutely sure. play absolutely. With, the, with the setup that we have. You know, the bass drums. Right sure. Mm-hmm. Hard, stuff going <laughs> Did on. they have a lot of bass drums and uh, everything during the? <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> <laughs> just going off to war that's it that's it <laughs> drums yes you know drums have been around for you know forever yeah. but uh no electric bass guitars no electric bass or guitars. you know <laughs> how long have you guys been together we have been together 10 mm, no uh probably 12 years now i think like 2006 we started the first cd there is dated 2007 i think that we were together for a year or two when we okay. made that are you guys original members i'm an original member there's three of them are. Um, uh, three of us are still original. There, there's uh, 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 a banjo guitar player, Terry Murphy, who's uh, no longer with the group. And uh, the bass player, the original bass player. He actually plays with the Codgers. Uh, another, uh, mm-hmm. he, he does a lot of solo stuff. Yeah. Plays with the Codgers. Another cool. uh, uh, local Detroit uh, Irish band that kicked out a bunch of albums. Their guy, uh, John Freeman, uh, is a, uh, a poet in the area. Does a very, 
widely, like, I don't know, recognized stuff. Uh, and then uh, Dean Western's the original bass player. Uh, he's bald as well. So <laughs> yeah. that was kind of a requirement. Was hey, I was going to ask, is that, is that a requirement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bald bass player. Yeah, yeah, bald bass So <laughs> Dean's a phenomenal uh, bass player. Like, I, I learned a ton by studying that first record. Yeah. Okay. He cool. now plays in a band called Half Life. I don't know if you guys have heard of them. It sounds familiar, actually. Yeah. Half Life. They're a local local band, kind of a kind of like I don't know how would you describe them? Uh, industrial black metal. Yeah, oh. yeah, no, no industrial. not black metal. <laughs> industrial kind of yeah. Know, industrial rock kind of thing. Kind yeah, of Nine Inch Nails. Oh, okay. That, that kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys? Uh, how, how do you guys do with the uh, with you know kind of the creative differences? Are you guys usually uh, the smell of each other? Do you guys do that? Yeah, okay. Yeah, so you know what our, our <laughs> we we like to refer <laughs> to our creative process as the diamond press. Okay. All right, so you know it takes a lot of pressure to turn that lump of coal into a diamond. It's got to be in there for a long time, getting really And squeezed. we're all sticking and squeezing it. So <laughs> we, you know, we, we, we put the song into the diamond press and we so who, squeeze who, the shit out of it. So who gets, who get, does, does any one person get their way most of the time? I like to get my way as much as I can. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll fight pretty hard for that. But, uh, and he loves it when I say things like, could you play those drums more musically? Yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? <laughs> or, 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 or me, uh, hey, give me a, a dinka 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 dinka. <laughs> 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 now play that exactly like you said. And no, that's not right. <laughs> but that's what you said. <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's it's it is a pretty hard process. It takes a lot of a lot of working together, a lot of compromise. You know, oh yeah, a lot of ideas. I'd say you know, for every three hundred ideas, three get used. Mm -hmm. Let's try this. No. You gotta have, it's always easy to say no, right? Well, I'm, yeah. I'm sure you guys can't take anything personally, too. If, uh, no, it would, if you really it would like, work. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> guys won't be around for 12. <laughs> you guys want to play a song? Yeah. Should we, uh, which, which, well, we got the, uh, we got the first one in here. Okay. Or not the first one, I'm sorry. We've got the latest, Third Eye. Yeah. Um, the latest and the greatest. Is that your guys' favorite one? Absolutely. Is, is that one is hands down. It's like, it's a world above the rest. Okay. It, we we worked we worked for a lot a lot of, you know a long time to get to that point and uh, that that was that's definitely the best work there. I think you guys were uh, saying before we went on that you wanted to do uh, Patty's Dead. Patty's Dead yes. is a fun little ditty. Yeah. Okay. We'll go ahead and that's, uh, that's an original. It's it's a minute and a half, so you're not gonna. Okay. Excellent. Right we'll on. go ahead and uh, get it going. Wait
All right. <laughs> Good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Good stuff. You could, I mean, definitely, that's definitely punk rock. Yeah, that, that's our nod to uh, to Celtic punk rock. Yeah, that is that is yeah. definitely very old school, too. Yeah. Yeah. Well, very, when we put that song together, we go, all right, two chords. That's it. So two chords, <laughs> and it, it, it can't be more than a minute and a half long. Right. Right. <laughs> who's, who's on lead vocals on that one? That was me. That's, that's you? That's, yeah. that's, that, that is an original. We have a yeah. couple originals, and that's one of them. Right and, uh, that's uh, yeah. and I remember Mindy uh, uh, came in to put down the pipes on it. Um, and I'm like, I don't want you to actually play like a tune or a melody. Just play notes, make sounds. <laughs> and she played it once. She goes, ah. I go, we'll do it one more time. She played that, and she's like, well, I think one more time. I'm like, no, 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 no. And it's right on. It's Two takes, that's it. And it's just, it's great, squawky, squeaky, and uh, yeah. They brought a kid up on stage with them from the from the audience when they played that one. Oh really? Yeah, a couple yeah, of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. We, we, we like you know we like to have as much audience participation as we can, right? So one of the things we, we like to do is bring someone up to play bass. Because uh, it's two notes. Yeah, it's two notes. You know, it's, and if I could do it, anyway, right? even even a rudimentary knowledge of the guitar, you can you can play this. Well, yeah. So it was it was the uh, guitar player from the um, from the, the um, mountain, Peach, uh, Peach, Peach Mountain. Mountain. Yeah. Uh, that that rocked that out. Uh, yeah, you did a good job. Yeah. So that's uh, no, I, I, I think that's I, I really, really dug that song, mainly because I that's that's what I came up liking. That was one of, you know, you go back with me um, back uh, late elementary school, middle school. Um, I was a big, big punk rock fan. Okay. Um, uh, Bad Religion was. I don't know if you ever heard of Bad Religion. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Bad Religion was my was my go to okay. band back during the day. Um, uh, Generator was probably my favorite album by them. But uh, yeah, I mean that was uh, definitely definitely punk rock. Definitely yeah. dug that one. So <laughs> oh, cool, cool. Guitar yeah. player Gerard and myself we played uh, back in the '80s in a in a punk rock band in Detroit. We're called Kuru, and that's you know, that's that's kind of where where we came from too. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. Well, I mean it's. Oh yeah, like he used to play like in a gas mask. Oh, <laughs> it was one of the dumbest things stupid, that he stupid, ever did. Stupid, uh, stupid show, show techniques. We did it was a Halloween show, so I my my costume was the toxic waste removal crew. <laughs> I had a lab coat, you know, and I wrote on the back toxic waste removal. And I had a gas mask, and I put this gas back on. We're playing a whole set of that stuff. You know what? Though, and that's... I had, there was a point where uh, I was like, I can't breathe. breathe. I can't breathe. That, you know what? Though that that's that's fun, and that's something else that's that's going to engage the audience. I mean. Coming up, I don't want to say gimmicks, but coming up with little things like that, uh, mm -hmm. you know, to kind of get people more engaged to right. what you're doing. Right. And Crazy you're, stuff. I mean, you're not just you're not just going up there playing music. You're going up there and putting on a show. That's and right. putting on a show is that's more right. than just playing music. Oh it's, yeah, yeah, it's, it's so much more than playing music. Oh, that, absolutely. That's, that's really you know one of the, one of the really difficult things is putting on a show. Yeah, it's easy. You know, yeah. well, it's not easy, but it's you know that's it's easy for people who played for years to go up and play that's you know that's that's you know what you know what not, not, not hard. exactly you know it's what the entertaining if they just the want to go up and listen to music they might as well just listen to the cd or, right. or downloads you know right. download or, their or music or something. Yeah. yeah exactly i mean if when you have a live band up there it's something that's totally different and something that you know it's, it's just that extra element that you guys need to worry about really to mm -hmm. you know make sure you're doing more than just playing music like you guys said you're putting on a show so yeah. no, adam i had mentioned to you before the band i used to play in we uh you know our, our drummer had a pig suit 
that he was going to wear and never never did but the band was called the pigs but the bass player wouldn't wear the cop outfit so <laughs> so, so, so it didn't work out but there was a band when i was in, when I was in grade school they were detroit cops and they were called the blue pigs you ever heard of the blue pigs i know they were yeah. great they were a great band they were a big thing back oh back they have a sense of humor too yeah, yeah. And they would go around to schools and they, the, the blue pigs would play <laughs> That's cool. I wonder what happened to the pigs. I don't know. That band, the pigs that I was in briefly, Mm -hmm. uh, they dated back to the to the seventies, actually. Okay. Yeah. um, Wait, what'd you play in that band? uh, I was actually just the vocalist in that band. Just the vocalist. Yeah. You were the vocalist. Okay. Right. That's like the front man. That's the the main entertainer. I I play a little guitar, but when I first joined that band, I brought a guitar with me started playing and those guys were really good and they were and like, they figured, no. yeah. they're like no you're not the guitar player <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to do that man. yeah that's cool. That's cool. Like, no no we already know we actually know how to play that instrument you can yeah. put that away don't stress yourself just say <laughs> like Vince Neil or something you know yeah, right. okay yeah. Way, did you see that uh, documentary I didn't yet I read the book okay. a million years ago or whatever when it came out so it's, I'd like to uh, dirt right dirt, yeah yeah I've, I've heard the I've heard the documentary is pretty cool <laughs> If, it, if it's true, like holy junk, those guys yeah. were partiers. Oh my, yeah, no, that, that's those. Um, I believe I don't know if it was the same guy. They came out kind of the same time. I think it's the same author wrote that one and wrote a Guns and Roses one as well. Okay, and just reading those two books, the fact that all four members of Motley Crue and all five members of GNR are still alive. <laughs> is is amazing mm-hmm. that that like defies all odds to me that those guys are all still alive like like we, we ran out of drugs so we're gonna start snorting <laughs> ants <laughs> yeah. 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 that scene was pretty gross in the movie yeah just like like what like, so I, think- yeah and they like they they ran out of drugs at one point i don't know if this is in the movie or not but they started um like like they they were just sick of like drinking because that's like Wait, so was, boring with Molly Molly Crew. yeah and they injected alcohol yes yeah, so they just yeah. started injecting the alcohol yeah. with with needles instead of oh really yeah okay, i didn't see that <laughs> yeah yeah that was yeah. Yeah, those guys are great. And, they, and then uh, what's, you know, like later then, you know, the uh, the GNR book came out, which they're very similar uh, books. Of, yeah, like Duff McKagan, that guy used to drink, a, he drank a gallon of vodka a day for like a decade. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, wow. Like every day, like how, like most like, people would be dead. Yeah, you'd be alive. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, you know, and like there's a couple. Yeah, there's a couple of like guys in that band, him particularly, that you know he says he's clean, and you know doctors are basically like, like he's got to be, like because if he drank, he'd die. <laughs> so uh, you know, like yeah. he says he's clean, we got to believe him because you know I really don't think he's got a liver left in that body. You know. Right. <laughs> so you guys, what kind of uh, what kind of growing have you guys have you guys done from this latest? album third eye you know from uh from your self-titled here so when we started the first the first uh the original the original thing with the band was uh gerard and i after we did the punk rock thing then we started doing a just a duo like a folk duo okay you know playing irish songs and we 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 chose the irish songs because we knew those songs we liked those songs we used to go to old shillelagh and see those guys play down there yeah. And we knew those songs and there was an audience for it. And there's, you know, some Irish background, both of us. And uh, so we started playing that stuff, but just two guitars, you mm-hmm. know, two guitars singing, mandolin and auto harp and other things like that. So that went on for a while. And then uh, 
that I, I was, I, my first, uh, my, my second child was born around that time. And that was like too much. I had a little, little right, baby and right. a, you know, a baby and a, and a two year old. I was like, dude, I can't do this anymore. Right. So I, I kind of dropped out. Gerard kept doing it. And a couple of years, five years or so later, he's like, Hey, let's, let's put together this rock band. I want to do this. I want to do this same music, but in rock and roll format. Cause there's not a lot of folks who do that. And there, there's, there's, there's a, you know, there's a demand for it. So that's, that's the first one. The first one is much more of the, pub type music okay. that you might hear but rock and roll like kind of garage rocky a little bit okay cool so. uh and the second one um then the bass before, you, before you go i mean like the first one because dean playing bass on there this is one thing's like you know, right so <laughs> dean was it's, also it's some phenomenal stuff on there like there's a the van diemen's land yeah I mean, he, he he threw in some like he's got his electric bass but he's also throwing like his double bass you know like these sweet oh, cool. bass, bass yeah. kind of like, you know, yeah, swells behind and stuff. I mean, there's like some really good artistry on that. Yeah, and Dean, and Dean was a member of the original punk rock band, too. So okay. the three of us. Okay. And then, uh, then another friend of ours, Norman, the guitar player, I had played in other bands with him. These were all like bands that came out of college in the 80s. You know, we kind of put together. And then there was the Terry Murphy, who was also part of that uh, Irish, Irish, Irish folk scene. Cool. And uh, so you know, we started we started doing that stuff, and we kind of rocked it out a little bit as as like you know the the music from the eighties and nineties that we we had played, and uh, and then and then we did start to work a little bit on you know getting some more advanced arrangements. The second album is where you start to see more of that coming through. There's still the pub songs in there, but then there's also some more much more advanced arrangements and much more thought about like what's sure. going on. And well, the second album, uh, also at that point, uh, Mindy and I have joined the band. Yes, yeah, so Mindy and Matt have joined the band by then. So now we've added the violin, we've added the bagpipes, we added Matt's bass playing, and um, and then we just you know we just started to const- just think about like more more advanced arrangements on these songs, not just not just rock and roll versions of them, but more it's all rock and roll, but it's much more. And then the third one is just way more down that, that road. So, yeah. So the first one, um, uh, was mixed, uh, with a buddy. Uh, the sec second one, same, same one, Tim Pack. Yeah. Right. And we used to play with the salt miners. He played with the salt miners and he played with a band. Of them. I think punk I heard rock them. band yeah. called angry red planet. If you like punk rock, you should check out angry red planet yeah. way um, back in the day. So, um, but between the second and the third album, let's see, we recorded um, a track for the Horse Lips tribute album. There yes. was um, uh, some guy out of, uh, who's that, Phil McDuckin? Phil Duckworth. Phil Duckworth. Yeah. Who put together uh, Horse Lips. Horse Lips is a, a, a band from Ireland um, in the 70s. Um, uh, they, they were, really were pushing for the Celtic Irish, rock band. Yeah, Irish rock yeah. stuff. Um, anyways, he's putting together a tribute album, uh, for them. And, uh, he asked us to do the title track off of it, uh, Jared Doom. So we, um, started like looking at other studios to record stuff. Sure. We wanted to play with like other, work with other, uh, recording studios to go, what else is out there? What else is out there? What do you, what do you do? What do you do? So by the time we got to record this third album, because there was another tribute we did as well. By the time Johnny we got Cash the third album, we had been through a couple different studios and we went with Al Sutton who used to do the Kid Rock stuff down in White Room Studio. Oh, okay. He's got this little shop in Royal Oak called Rust Belt Rust Studio. Belt Studios. Uh, it's right next to the train. Like, rah, rah. I'm like Al, is that going to be a problem? No, nah, don't worry about it. I, I, did, I did a roof repair genius. on that place years ago. Wait, what? I did a roof repair on that place years ago. Oh, you did? I did. Okay. You know that? Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Al is phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Like, you, you, might, you might have heard Al's name recently as he produced um, Greta Van Fleet and won, oh, okay. and won the... Uh, the Grammy for with them. You know? Nice. Yeah. Very yeah. cool. So, yeah. So, I mean, he, uh, uh, he took that, he's got a cool studio. So like on that album, like there's one spot 
this one song we do, um, he's got he's got a Hammond B1 organ. I'm like, dude, we want that. So I got to play the, the Hammond organ, oh, cool. the intro on the stuff. Um, also, we brought in some extra musicians on there. Yeah. We've got like a, a, a Dale um, Gaden doing djembe. Djembe. Uh, we've got uh, cool. John Heinzman, a local uh, oh. Irish flute player, played flute. And yeah, played Colin Shanks. Colin Shanks. Sweet, yeah. Highland pipes and and also tin whistle. Yeah, very cool. We, you know, we, we look for people, and that that's another thing that we try to do now with our stage show is try to bring people on stage with us to you know just anything we can do to enhance yeah. the show. Yeah, because you don't want to see us for like you know an hour <laughs> straight. It's like, all right, you've seen those us once. You've seen us old twice. white dudes. <laughs> well, is that is that why you guys brought in? Um, all these different instruments is that is is that a requirement do you guys need to is it do you guys need that to really play celtic rock does it make it more authentic or? yes and, and those those instruments are are more of the authentic okay. instruments that that music would be normally played on the tin whistle the illin sure. pipes the flute the violin bagpipes you know those kind of things we we bring that that that's kind of the tie-in between the whatever genre we're working in rock or disco or, or whatever and back to the original traditional music we you know we we like to keep those such cool such together. cool instruments well, yeah. and it allows yeah. us to vary it up too like you right. know if you've listened to like somebody who's delivering training and they just talk like bueller, bueller <laughs> the same talk. so if you just hear guitar drum and bass like for you know an hour straight you're like okay i mean i guess you know when i'm 20 and i was listening to you know punk rock it's like yeah yeah a lot of faster a lot of faster right but uh, so we try to vary up our show, and then some of them, you know, like we'll put an acapella number in the middle. Like, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll we'll go mm -hmm. real loud and hard and stuff, and then it's like psh, now we're down to nothing. And one of the magic act shows was a ton of fun. Uh, we did. We dropped down to an acapella number, so it was uh, Jude and Gerard singing the Chemical, Chemical or something. Song. And Mindy runs <laughs> back there behind everybody. And as soon as they're done, the she audience. starts piping. <laughs> you know, fires up those ungodly <laughs> trumpets. <laughs> And pipes through the crowd. And that was uh, very was, cool. What's going on? Oh, and the, the really cool one we did, which in, in Kalamazoo, their Irish festival, uh, that was really sweet. Because um, Mindy used to play with a pipe band out there, so we got this one number we do, and at the end of it, she uh, pulls after singing, she plays this pipe tune. We just kind of drone this rock behind her. Well, the uh, the pipe band was there, so you know she talked to him beforehand, like, all right, when we hit the spot. You got, she ran out there and led the whole pipe band. So we had about like 30 pipers in front of our ah, stage, cool. like playing the same tune behind with these big rock and roll, like, you know, kind of just, you know, that was sweet. That was, uh, what do you guys are writing your music since you guys do have, uh, you know, so many different aspects to it, you know, musically, instrument wise, uh, do you guys try to incorporate every instrument? No, within, not always. Not, not always. Like what, you know, like what, what works in this? Okay. We, we, we incorporate them all at some point. But not in every song. You guys have to feel lucky in a sense too to be able to have that type of uh, diversity. Oh yeah, within yeah. within There's your music. Very you know? few bands that bring bagpipes. Oh, absolutely, song. right, yeah. absolutely. Right. And that's and it, yeah, that's like stinking lucky for that. Yeah, we'll play with like they're pretty good musicians. I play with so <laughs> like, did that, and you know they know a variety it's, of stuff. And it's what uh you know it's what turned me on to you guys. You know, when, when I when I saw you guys, like I said, I was there to see an old friend of mine playing X-Ray Mary. They're just a, they're a good band. I like them, but they're mm -hmm. a traditional, very traditional punk band, you know. Yeah. Just, uh, they were fun. Yeah, yeah just, just a good old-fashioned punk band. Mm -hmm. And I had no idea when they were playing, so I just got there when it, when it started. You guys played first, and as soon as, you know, I'm just out there standing back looking at some of the goofy artwork and stuff mm -hmm. they got at the place. And I'm like, oh, this guy's got bagpipes. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's neat. I want to play a bagpipe song? <laughs> yeah, what, what, yeah, yeah, what else should we play? Let's do uh, uh, Devil's Trumpet. Yeah, Devil's Trumpet. Which yeah. one is that off of? It's on, on the, green, it's on the uh, green. green one, yep. Yeah. Devil's Trumpet, I think it might be the last tune. All right. I'm going to go ahead and get it queued up here. Yeah. Well, so Josh, uh, what well, is your favorite uh, style of music? What do you... Oh, you know, CD you bought or something? Um, okay, well, this, this is not my style of music, but the last CD I bought... I bought an Eminem CD two okay. weeks ago because I've never liked him, and <laughs> I was so good sick. reason to buy a CD. And, yeah, and I was so sick of everyone I know telling me that, like, I know you don't like that kind of music, man, but you got to be able to respect what he's done. The Devil's Trumpet. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll buy, I'll buy an Eminem CD, <laughs> and I listened to it, and there's like three or four songs, like, hey, okay. Yeah. That, that's cool but no I, i'm a rock and roll guy man okay. uh, you know hard rock guy uh -huh. for sure but yeah i like i i do i i love punk music i love uh things but typically i'm a, I'm a hard rock guy okay you know um so give us a little intro to this song then what so, do we uh so this one is uh what are they reels here. I think they're real. Uh, so glass you know, one, of beer one, and the gravel walker. yeah the glass of beer and the gravel walk are the two tunes and you know the a lot of this music, in fact, most of this music is, is it's dance music, you mm -hmm. know, the Irish music, the Scottish, it's all dance music, right? There's yep. dances that go with all this stuff, either, either that or it's, it's a, it's a ballad, a song, you know, telling a story. Mm -hmm. So these two are, are two dances. I believe they are reels, uh, which is a particular type of Irish dance. It's a four, four song, which yeah, is like four, a jig, which is, yeah, jig is a six, eight, a six, eight, you know, they're very specific okay. dance okay. styles that go with these different, they have different meters and this kind of thing. Um, so anyways, this is the two jigs or sorry, two reels. Uh, the gravel walk and the glass of beer, and we uh, we use the pipes for this. So then now our take, what we do with these, we take these songs and then we bring them into a modern style of some sort. And our the flavor in this one is like seventies disco, eighties seventies disco. Okay, all right. Thing. And this is called the Devil's Trumpet. Devil's Trumpet, yeah. Devil's Trumpet, another uh, another name for the bagpipe. All right.
There we go. Definitely showcasing the pipes in that one. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool song. <laughs> Thank you. Do you guys do a lot of uh, instrumentals? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, probably about like 35, 40%-ish. Okay. I mean, I don't know. We've got a, a huge repertoire. And over the years, we've kind of like taken some stuff and, you know, go, eh, we don't need to play that one so much anymore. <laughs> um, uh, some, of, some of the really uh, fun musically kind of things we do, especially with pipes, you know, I mean, uh, it's all going to be instrumental. Um, um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, we do a, oh, a fair amount. If you who who does who does the lyrics? Like, who usually writes the lyrics? If you guys have it. Well, um, let's see here. For uh, like most of our songs, right? You know, they're uh, they're old songs. Yeah, old old songs. So the lyrics are already they're already written. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on uh, that album, on the green album there, the Third Eye album, uh, mm-hmm. we've got um, uh, The Burning of Cork and um, Patty's Dead, which are two originals. Uh, I, um, let's see. Uh, my buddy 
Tim McElgin and I wrote the lyrics for Patty's Dead, and then uh, um, that was a good whiskey night. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and Burning a Cork was something I wrote, um, and that's all based. Burning a Cork is all based off of a, a fire set in the city of Cork um, during uh, the um, during the Troubles. Oh, okay. Um, the uh, oh, there was a lot of contention, you know, and uh, somebody threw a hand grenade into a truck of, of um, uh, troops, uh, of English troops, and uh, they decided to take revenge that night and tried to like burn down the city oh, and in the chaos as well. I mean, they knocked off a couple of IRA um, uh, leaders and stuff like that. So um, there was a, so they had the song Burning a Corcus about the, you know, oh, uh, you know, the, the same kind of issues we see today, right? Mm -hmm. You know, you push somebody far enough, there's going right. to be, you know, what was it? Uh, Martin Luther King says, uh, revolution is the... Um, it's the uh, the voice of the voiceless or something like the that? The voice of the unheard. The voice of the unheard? Yeah. Gosh, I'm now paraphrasing terribly. <laughs> <laughs> I apologize to every Martin Luther King fan out there. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, um, yeah, so you see a lot of like, you know, um, I mean, uh, these stories of, of, of racism, of oppression, stuff like that, I mean, uh -huh. parallel uh -huh. all over the place. And uh, when we were putting that one together, um, you know, like, we definitely had that kind of stuff. Um, uh, I don't know, sure. You know, state, so. you know, it is kind of weird when you think back, cause, and, and maybe this is a, a hopeful thing. I'm not normally known for being hopeful when it comes to politics <laughs> or really? geopolitics. That's not normally my thing. Adam can, can attest to that. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, you know, I remember growing up though that it seemed like that uh, that whole issue with the IRA mm -hmm. that that would never end. Yeah. You know, didn't that seem like that was something that would we'd be dealing with that in the year twenty three hundred still? Exactly. You know, it's but like it did, and I don't want to say it's it was totally resolved, but it did not. kind of. Yeah. You know, but it, it did kind of level mm -hmm. off to some degree. You know, it's not when you when you hear about terrorism now that's not the terrorism you hear about. Oh no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know exactly. I mean, so I mean, maybe that gives us hope for like the. Israel Palestine stuff. Sure. Or, you know. Yeah, I mean, it might not be impossible. I, I feel like that is kind of proof of some, something that, you know, it might not be impossible to mm -hmm. end the, you know, ideological uh, wars. Mm -hmm. But, well, maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> That's about as optimistic as fish you can get out of me. <laughs> it, was a great, it was a little glimmer. I right. right. Uh, you know, we'll have to hold on to that one. Do you, right. guys, do you guys like doing, do you guys like doing lyrics? Do you like composing lyrics as much as composing music? Oh, I thought we're better at it, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, we, we've, like I said, we've got a couple of originals. Uh -huh. And then the rest are songs. Yeah. That, you know, we, we didn't compose the lyrics. That's one of the pieces that we don't, we don't really mess with. You yeah. Know, the song. We will, we'll take, we'll take the music and completely like just, <laughs> you know, just go to town with that. But the, the lyrics usually stay the same. But uh, Matt, Matt has written our, the, the originals that we do, he's written all those lyrics. They're, they're okay. Yeah, because who was it? <laughs> was it? Okay. Was it? Was it Billy Joel? I mean, I think I heard this one time. Billy Joel's just going on about how he just he can't stand writing lyrics, but he does it just because that's really. Have yeah, that's yeah. that's just mm -hmm. that's just the makeup of of music today. I mean, yeah. you need lyrics in some sense to you know get your music out there and go out and play. Well, music. yeah, I mean, like. Um... Right, I mean, you, you want to have something to say, and it's but, yeah. but but finding the good way to say it, or um, I mean, there's, there's a lot of fun in there, right? Um, uh, the lyrics are part of uh, a, a band's identity too. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, like with the with the Bernard Cork song, I just like this idea of like you know 
of uh, with a course on his burn, 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 uh, burn our city down. Yeah. Right. You know, but we're actually kind of like uh, playing on. Uh, uh, we're not calling for you to burn the city down. It's like that's what's happening. Yeah. You're trying to burn our city down. Right. Um, and so you know, I like because like so many uh, lyrics get misre you know, um, misinterpreted. You know, like the one I always think of is you know, you go to a hockey game and they play that "Hey man, nice shot." <laughs> oh, by the uh, filter. Yeah, yeah, dude, that's not about a hockey shot. <laughs> right, right. Was that guy a senator or something? Did it on live TV and you know, shot himself? Yeah, no, oh, who was that? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, he was like a, he was like a, like a Philadelphia, like city treasurer or something oh, like yeah. that. He was, he was getting ready to go down on, uh, on like, on like, I don't know if it was racketeering bribery, or racketeering or something, yeah. something like that. Yeah. 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 Oh man. That's yeah. You can go on YouTube and see yeah. that. Yeah. As far as I haven't taken that down, but yeah. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. He was a, I think of treasure. That's, that's what that song is about. Really? Oh, yeah, that, I was, yes. I was heard that that song was about Kurt Cobain killing himself. Oh, really? Oh, really? Oh, jeez. Oh. Yeah, definitely not a. Definitely not about hockey. Not about making a goal in hockey for sure. <laughs> you know, uh, and yeah. Uh, Talk about co-opting the song. So, well, yeah. I mean, but but you know, like uh, some great lyricists, you know, love to play on the words. You know, I liked uh, uh, Eddie Vedder's work with like you know lyrics and, and Eminem. Like, mm -hmm. I, I like his <laughs> stuff. Lyrics, yeah, lyrics. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, he's a dude that uh, you know. What's the word? What's the one word you can't rhyme anything with? <laughs> With, with Eddie Vedder? No, Orange. orange. Oh, Orange. That's oh, it. Yeah. Like, uh, from all I put Oh, Orange. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, you just go, uh, Eminem did a, an interview in time. He just listed off, like, 30 words he could rhyme with Orange. Like, <laughs> You've been writing that list for a while, haven't you? <laughs> um, actually, uh, one of my, a band I used to really follow, really love, and I still see them when they, whenever they come to town. They don't have as, nearly as big a following as they once did was uh, Soul Asylum. Okay. And that's uh, Dave Perner of Soul Asylum used to say that too, is that that's, that's the, the art form of it is making words that don't rhyme, rhyme. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I'm trying to remember what he rhymes with urinal in one of his songs <laughs> that is uh, – it's not even that. Oh, you kind of like he just rhymes like funeral and urinal. Okay, you know, and they're not that dissimilar. But right, you know, right. the, when if you say them right, they're yeah. they rhyme. You know, Man. yeah. What a, what a what a what a song that must be. What's <laughs> oh, a great song? Funeral and urinal in the uh, same string, uh, string of pearls. Yeah. String of pearls by uh, it's off the uh, string of pearls. Okay, yeah, that's a, that's a it's a great song. Um, but it's off of uh, it's not off of Grave Dancers Union. It's off the one that followed it. I know there's a reason why I wasn't a big. Soul Asylum band. Oh, they're they're actually my favorite band, and they're still great. They're they're still great. I actually saw them. I think it was last year at a little club in uh, Pontiac, Crowsfoot. Okay. Yeah, oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We, did, yeah. We, we did a show there. Oh, did you? That's such show, a cool yeah. venue. Such a cool little venue mm -hmm. up That's there. Very nice. Yeah. And uh, the guy still looks great too. It's like it's like God. You got like jerk. <laughs> like you're, yeah. Like you're like you look younger than I do. And <laughs> hey, at least we all look younger than Julian Assange. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh god, yeah. Oh, yeah. Jesus. That poor guy. Gandalf has emerged. Yeah. <laughs> he does look like Gandalf. That's yeah. a good uh good point, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he kinda did. He went from like uh looking yeah, if he was a wizard, he like when we first when we last saw him he looked like um the um the the bad guy from Harry Potter with the with the fancy wand and the uh the long 
the yeah. Uh, oh, Malfoy? Yeah. Malfoy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Malfoy's dad. Yeah, or I guess he's dad, Malfoy, yeah. too. Yeah, that's like I when he looked like... Mom, Malfoy's dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, like, it's like, wow, you went from, like, like Malfoy's dad to Gandalf, like, real quick, man. <laughs> like, they must practice, like, just a different kind of magic in Ecuador. I don't know. <laughs> um, but, but we are here with uh, Bill Grogan's goat. Uh Celtic rock band out of Detroit, Michigan. And, well, we don't have too much time. I mean, we could keep him here all night, but we certainly don't want to keep him here all night. Um, <laughs> Do you guys want to explain the name a little bit? Yeah, that's, to, that's going to be my next to, question, uh, is, is to... what's, what's, what's with the name? All right, so the, here's the story on the name. They I'll make it good. Yeah. Come on, this is your one shot, man. Uh, don't be boring. That's it, I'm done. You know, <laughs> he, he, he ruined it for me. You had too many drinks. I was going to tell the real story, but now I can't tell the real story anymore. They told me to make it good. Make it good. Make it count. So we're, we're, we formed this band and we're, we're looking for names, you know, the five shamrocks or, you know, the, uh, the Celtic brothers or the, you know, the Celtic cross or something like that. None of these names are working. Mm-hmm. Right. So we want something that was sort of celtic but not really celtic And anyways, um, Bill Grogan's goat is like a, an old nursery rhyme that uh, the the Gerard, the guitar player, is, I think his grandfather or something used to sing it to him. It's a song. It's a kid's song. And it's, you know, it's Bill Grogan, an Irish name, and so that's that's where it came from. That's it? Yeah. No, no, no. So, so, so Gerard, and, Gerard and Jude took a pigeon quest over to Stonehenge, and they took with them the, the, the three brothers, uh, Jim, Jameson, and Jack. After cleaning those bottles, right, this mystic goat appeared. The nice. red belt. And said and said, Go forth and spread my music. So if you, if said, you what's look your in, name? If you look in the first yeah. record, the story is there on the inside. Okay. There. Yeah. <laughs> I I told uh I told some people over the last few days, like, yeah, I got a band coming in my show, you know, Bill Grogan's goat, and pretty much everyone I said that to like Cool name. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, that, right that, that, was, okay. that, that was the goal. Like, you know, like, yeah. 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 Oh, all right. Well, Although you know, it really, it really kind of messes things up when you when you type in Bill Grogan's Goat on uh, Google because like five thousand versions of the song Bill Grogan's Goat oh, shows kids, up. Yeah. Up. Well, that, that's right. a hook though, too, right? That's, I mean, that's, seeing that's Bill Grogan's Goat yeah. on the uh, on the bill. I mean, that's that that's got to be something like ah, oh, stick around for Bill Grogan's and, Goat. And right? that's what I that's what I found when I was. Uh, you know, doing my due diligence, my research for the show, which started around, you know, 8.23 tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I found all the nursery rhymes on there. Now, the cool thing about the artwork, uh, the the, uh, logo thingy, that's Dean Western, the uh, The the other ball bass player. player. Uh Oh, okay. The original OG. Uh, That's his artwork, and he he was was, uh, putting together this thing, and Terry was like, ah, it's got to have a cigar. (laughs) 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 It's got to have a cigar. That's what he's got a cigar in his earring. Yeah, that's why my kids can't wear the shirt to school because he's got a cigar. Because he got a cigar. Do you guys uh, have you guys played in Ireland at all? Or you guys never played there? No, been there but never played there. Do you guys want to play there at some point? Sure, try to to try to get over there. Yeah, maybe someday. Play anywhere in Europe. If your yeah. podcast reaches then, uh, yeah. enough the right people, if they play in Europe, then they'll be black Celtic rock, though, right? Oh, is that? <laughs> is that? Oh man, I wonder what that would sound like. <laughs> you guys got to get a black Celtic rock song going. Celtic rock, no, I don't know. <laughs> National Socialist Celtic rock. No, you can leave the National Socialists <laughs> out, but. <laughs> so uh, there was uh, one one guy we uh, used to talk with, uh, Brett Callwood, uh, who's a writer for the uh, Metro Times. Yeah. And he, and he said, like, you just just go over there and just say Detroit. 
It's all you have to do. Say Detroit. And everybody loves Detroit. They all want to party yeah. Detroit. Really? They know Detroit over there. Yeah. Everybody I, I, knows well, Detroit that's in the world. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They've seen 8 Mile. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. You know, they've seen 8 Mile. They know the Motown music. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's a good point. Yeah. You know, and, well, and, and the, uh, the white, Jack White, White Stripes stuff. Yeah. 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 Big over there. Um, yeah, I don't know. But supposedly, like Detroit is a yeah, Kiss with Detroit Rock City. Hot, yeah, hot topic, though, in terms of like you know where you're from. Oh, that place, you know. I uh, years ago, I was in the Virgin Islands, and um, there was this guy there from uh, Africa. I believe it was Ethiopia, but I don't want to quote it on. But I'm talking to this guy. Real, uh, I can tell he's a really rich dude from uh, from Ethiopia, which I know is. Yeah, probably must be the only one, right? But um, but real nice guy, and it was during the whole Kwame Kilpatrick thing. This guy's from Ethiopia. I'm in the Virgin Islands, and I'm you know waiting for a sauna or a massage or something. I don't know, pretending like I had money. And uh, this guy sitting talking. You know, I get to talk to him. He tells me where he's from. I tell him where I'm from. He's like from Detroit. He's like. Kwame Kilpatrick, is it really that bad? <laughs> <laughs> this guy from Ethiopia has asked me this. I'm like, yeah, it is. <laughs> you tell me you're from Ethiopia and you're asking me about that. Yeah, yeah it is pretty bad. Like, you probably have, like legitimately have like met people who have starved to death. And you're like, oh my God, I feel so bad for you from Detroit. The Kwame Kilpatrick thinks. <laughs> Just a disaster. And But yeah, there. I think there's some definite street cred from the... Uh, from being from Detroit. Absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's why we, we have a bunch of, you know, artists that are flocking this way and, and, and investing and doing stuff, which, uh, I mean, you know, it's really cool. Have you seen the uh, those billboards that, who's that guy? Uh, Jeremy Jacques, I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, he's a, he's an artist, musician. I think he lives mostly in L.A., but lives sometimes here. Mm, I don't know. He put up a couple billboards around town. Like, one of them was just, like, him sitting very peacefully and said, text me. The one he's got right now in Ferndale is awesome. It's a, uh, a fellow like dressed up as a lawyer, and another guy with some um, dreads next to him. And uh, it looks like one of those personal injury things, and it says, mm-hmm. like, Injured by injury? <laughs> Spaceship hit you? <laughs> like the Carl Collins, like, no things, right? Uh, uh, Snorkeldorf? song title uh, yeah you guys got to get snorkeldorf yeah that's in there somewhere absolutely that's not like a good song from bagpipes i want to yeah I, I i'm hoping that's going to be the first single off the new uh the new yeah, album that comes out you guys working on a new one we're always oh, yeah. working on new stuff yeah. yeah yeah that's uh that's kind of what keeps us going is, is new stuff we stopped working on new stuff we kind of stopped working on yeah on, right. you know, like, what, what uh here? when did when did the green one come out when did uh green one third came eye? out um Two years ago, two years yeah. ago, like a year ago, a year ago, uh, Halloween. Do you guys have any? I mean, do you guys have enough material yet For to come on? Not, yeah. not, not no, yet, but we're, we're about halfway there. there. Halfway there. Yeah, yeah, okay. Halfway there. Cool. cool. Hey, you guys mentioned October twenty fifth. You're playing the Loving Touch. Yeah, that's correct. That's uh, you know for. Us local people here in mm-hmm. in you know in the Detroit area, but we had a lot of listeners mm-hmm. all over the place. So, is there a place on the web people can find you? Yeah, and listen yeah, yeah. to you for the for those of you who aren't going to be you know able to hit up the Loving Touch, which yep, I plan can, to be there. You can find sure. our music on Spotify. You can find it on iTunes, on Amazon, um, one of the rest, uh, all the 
all, all the all those the, you know the all media the, players all the videos i post on youtube but if you go to our www.billgrogansgoat.com we'll put the link in all the descriptions yeah i sent you the link right before the show i already had the link okay all our music is there on our website we have the goat store on the website we have t-shirts and we have goat pint glasses and little shot glasses and all kinds of good stuff very cool very cool no i um and we'll definitely we'll yeah we can get some links up somewhere on our yeah. site no yeah. i'll, I'll uh, be in the shoot some out and uh in social media as well um beforehand and uh i'm looking forward to seeing you guys on october 25th with the loving touch yeah that'll be a really great show i'll, I'll do a little plug for that one we're playing oh uh, nice look at that oh, very look cool we're, we're playing with there a band hey, with sir? It's a four it's a four band night it right it's gonna now. be it's gonna be a big show <laughs> very cool uh the the, uh, the bands will be us bill grogan's goat a band uh, also from Ferndale area, they're called Discipline. Discipline has been around since the 90s. They're, uh, you know, they're really big in the prog scene, like worldwide. They're known oh, okay. worldwide. Cool. But, you know, they're, they're from Ferndale. Like, who, who would know, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, there's another another group. Uh, it's, a, it's a duo. They're called Duotron. And they do, uh, it's Noise. just these two guys. It's, yeah, two guys <laughs> and like a whole lot of like the little pedals and computers and, and noise making cool. things. Really cool stuff. And then uh, another band, a local band called The Band Called Mint. And they're kind of like a funky rap type, hmm. you know, jazzy, funky rap type stuff. It'd be a great show. Nice. No, definitely, definitely yeah. looking forward to that one. Yeah. Um, Adam, I have to ask you something. Yeah. Since you are the expert at defining, hyper-defining all bands, do you, do you agree with their own assessment of their own band as okay. to what, what genre they should be put into? Look, I'm not, I, like I said, before the show started, I'm not a... I'm not a Celtic rock expert by any means. I'm not going to claim to be one, but uh, um, I, you guys are, certainly have your punk rock roots. That's that's most certain. Um, I think a lot of a lot of bands that maybe don't want to associate themselves with punk rock do have those punk rock roots, and um, it's because I mean punk rock, old school punk rock. That's one of the main. That's one of the yeah. main branches of rock and roll. Well, it's I mean, also one of those things that empowered like everybody, every kid to go like, you too can play this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three chords and attitude. You yeah. too can play this. So uh, do you guys have any parting words or anything like that? Uh, well, um, any final thoughts? Deep thoughts with uh, deep thoughts. Want to play out with one more song? Yeah, we are going to play out with one more song. We're going to play out with a song. Which one are you going to play? Which one you want to? Whatever you guys want to. Should we do Andro? Um, the Andro? Yeah, tell the story. Or Nakdu? Or Nakdu? Oh yeah, it's a tough one. You know, or you could have one with some singing on it. Because yeah, maybe we should do Cork. You know, it's just you know, so many things. Yeah, let's do Cork. Is that no, which, no, let's let's do blacksmith because you talked about the organ and everything and Neil oh, Al's well, oh, okay. yeah, ten minutes. Studio. <laughs> so they got plenty of time. It's only six minutes. Uh, yeah. okay. Oh, is it okay? Yeah, we'll six play. minutes. So we can we'll, we can play. We'll go out right. this one. Yeah, well, yeah, we'll, we, we'll, we run this. We yeah, we'll, we'll sign up. Let everyone fly. So this rules Barter Town. So this one is we you know we talked about the different dances in the middle of this song. You'll hear a jig. That's a six eight dance. It is a it is a song, you know. It tells a story of, of the blacksmith, you know, and, and the and the girl who, you know, blacksmith. Well, it's is, a woman, and, and the woman is telling the song of the blacksmith. He, yes, and who who was not quite judge. as honest about, you know, his his intentions, and yeah. uh, you know, she's like, "Hey, you gonna marry me?" And he's like, "No." 
<laughs> There's many of these uh, right. songs, these stories in, in, uh, in the Irish uh, list of ballads, you know, of like uh, um, this, uh, uh, of uh, a man taking, you know, advantage of a woman and, you know, he, maybe it turns out happy and he stays with her. Mm -hmm. He turns out to be a grand lord or he splits town, you know, because, <laughs> hey, I was just a beggar. Or, Much hey, more I often than the grand lord. You know? <laughs> And so in this song, you'll hear, uh, this is one where we, we tried to combine a number of different styles. So we, we start off kind of in a, uh, what would you call the beginning style? Like uh, just more of a progressive oh, rock oh, type oh, thing. Oh, Amos. Yeah, progressive <laughs> rock type thing. We go into the jig and then we, we kind of rock it out at the end. So then nice. that, that's that's one of the, th you know, our, our, our thing is to try and use as many different styles that's you know why celtic rock is is a hard it's you know when people what do you play what do you play celtic rock well it's not really it's all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. it's celtic based music that we take and put in as it says in some one of our promotional things through the prism of many different genres of music you know so uh, but that, this, this is a good one it's got it's got a lot of stuff going on awesome and it, yeah. it features our uh mindy on the vocals very yeah. cool yeah i was gonna say you but i was actually gonna suggest you should because when i saw you guys it was mostly mindy on the vocal yeah okay like, so that's good that's, yeah and this one also has colleen shanks on uh, the illin pipes and uh, and and john heinzman on the flute oh on this one yep okay yep. very cool very All cool right. hey thanks for coming on the show we Thanks really appreciate us. having you on. Yeah. Hope to do it again okay. soon. Uh, we're going to close out with uh, with this final song. We're going to get you get you all the proper links on all our proper linked things, descriptions, okay. and yeah, websites and stuff uh, like that. No, it was it was, uh, it was a lot of fun, guys. Right, yeah, well, thank Thanks for coming in, you guys. Yeah. All right, and uh, yeah, that's been the X Cast with Bill Grogan's Goat tonight. Um, we'll be on again next week. Yes, with episode number one hundred. Very right. special show for you for episode number one hundred next week. Not really anything planned yet, but no. <laughs> but it will be really good. It'll be really really good. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in. This has been the X. See you guys next time. Across the field 
gathering primroses. I'm afraid the shining sun might burn and scorch his beauty. And if I were with my love, I would do my duty. Strange news is a come to town. Strange news is a carried. Strange news flies up and down that my love is married. Take off.